Hi guys and welcome to Daba Chat. My name is Mridul. And my name is Priya. And I think this is episode 10. Double digit. We Double made it to digit. 10. You know when I turned 10 years old, the first thing I did, and you might have been at home for this. I think I was in college. You were in college and it was, sometimes you were home for my birthday and sometimes you weren't. But on my 10th birthday, I woke up ran around the house like which means down the hallway and I was like double digits um because that was very exciting but me and Serena were like we've been there done that (laughs) yeah but it doesn't matter unless you're the youngest so (laughs) I don't remember I think for my 10th birthday uh we went to the movie theater myself and like three or four friends we went to the movie theater yeah potty potty I know four people I was friends with four people back in the day it has okay (laughs) also think about meeting four people today who aren't your family that's true also having four friends because yeah I currently don't have four friends you have two (laughs) yes anyway um going to the movie theater and I saw Anastasia Oh, that sounds like a great birthday. It truly transformed my life. I don't remember what I did for my 10th birthday. I remember what I did for my 11th. That was the SpongeBob themed go-kart batting cages. Yes, I remember mom went all out for that. All, and I had no idea. Not that it it wasn't a surprise. I knew I was having a birthday party. I didn't know what we were doing. Mom, I didn't know it was a two-part birthday party. (laughs) Mom literally bought everything that Walmart had of SpongeBob and brought it to the the Uh, go-kart slash putt-putt. It was putt-putt too. But there were batting cages as well. (laughs) Which is so funny. If you know where we're from in Iowa, you know this place. But essentially, there's this cute so adorable putt putt golf batting cage uh just area next to a prison that houses some of the like worst criminals and i in the midwest i guess and i had my 11th birthday right next to it because it was a happening place yeah and so did everyone else it was probably the most popular attraction it had the best ice cream and fried (laughs) like cauliflower I think um just midwestern things uh, <laughs> but but yeah birthday. we're 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 10 weeks old on this podcast we're, or not well, we're ten, more than 10 weeks we're old. more than 10 weeks we're we're like eight years in the making but 10 episodes old yeah the moment FaceTime came out on the iPhone is when this podcast really started. Yeah, we should have been like trailblazers within the podcast world if we had started it then. Why you don't wait for opportunities, you just make them happen. Those are your (laughs) words of advice from me. Somebody put that on a (laughs) t-shirt. Maybe we should. Um, Or let me, let me just double check my rice. I'm I'm making rice and uh, Brian is upstairs and I have to keep an eye on it. You like I do I rice on the gas. Yeah, so do we. And but I we don't, don't keep oh, Papa, mom <laughs> and papa literally put the rice on and then we go watch Indian Idol. <laughs> yeah, well that's why you guys have really bad rice. I love our rice. It's Sometimes so hard. We, you should have just made made it in the microwave. I don't like microwave rice. I know that's what we grew up on, but I'm- we grew up on a lots of different types of rice. Yeah. Just so. not rice cooker rice. So yeah. go check your rice. I'm gonna be right back. <sighs> 
Okay, I'm back. My rice was boiling, so I had to turn the gas off and cover it so it didn't dry out. Yeah, buddy. Um, dude, it is so nice outside here. It's like it 80 degrees. Was so hot. And remember, people, last week it snowed and it was completely white everywhere. Now it's 80 degrees and our heating was still on in this house and Sebastian and I were both dying and it was so sad. Sebastian was panting so much. He couldn't close his mouth because for those of you who don't know, when dogs pant, that's their way of sweating. So do not muzzle your dogs, just train them. <laughs> but I realized that the heat was on and so yeah the the cooling on (laughs) even though it was like 80 degrees last night when we were sleeping I did sleep with a bed sheet and our duvet I mean I have to do it even in the summer weather sorry Sky keeps looking around the like she keeps looking as if she's looking at something and she's following it with her eyes but there's nothing there (laughs) she's she's really stressing me out (laughs) she's a creepy lady she is and then she saw me looking at her and so she just stared at me and I was like I don't like this she's looking at your soul and she's very disappointed yeah she did lay down inside so (laughs) I don't know what to tell you join the club mom and pop are already there (laughs) I'm just kidding they're very proud of me I've heard those words regarding you in a long time the last time I think they said that was when I qualified for the international science fair so you know I just set the bar too high for myself you may have peaked in uh eighth grade so that was junior year actually so when I was 16 um yeah what's your daily Indian struggle oh my god this is I'm gonna sound like a broken record but I am just like over this job applying process. I have spent this entire day waiting for a phone call from a recruiter that I was scheduled to speak with. They Did she not call? She didn't call. We were scheduled to speak with this morning and then the time came and they didn't call. So then I assumed, oh, it's because we're in two different time zones. Maybe they got the uh, timing mixed up where, you know, we were going to mm-hmm. do it on their time zone. So then I waited for the second time. They didn't call. And then I got a message saying, sorry, I messed up the time. Do you have any other availability today? And I gave them my availability. And then it's just been silence. Were you like, <laughs> well, I'm unemployed. So I have the rest of the day. I didn't want to say that I do have the rest of the day available. So I said, I'm available from like, two o'clock onwards which is like a healthy time to be Mm -hmm. available Mm -hmm. um so I've been furiously checking my email every five seconds to see if they had responded to my message and I have wasted my entire afternoon doing that so it's been a frustrating day of getting ghosted by people it's just again reminding me of the time of my dating days of just getting ghosted yeah that was before ghosted was a term no I think it was a term oh maybe I just wasn't old enough to know what it (laughs) meant then it's like it's the same process you schedule to speak with someone they may or may not call you and then it's just a waiting game that's true 
And when you do speak with them or meet up with them, then it's like, are we meeting up again? Are we moving along in this process? This entire year has been all no's, so. And they're just like, it's not us, it's you. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, it's been really great. We'll see what the future holds with this recruiter. We're excited to hear about it. Yeah, hopefully it, you know, something happens or, you know, I'll just move on and get ghosted again but that's just this podcast will take off and you won't need them they'll be calling you yeah Um, what's your indian daily indian struggle just off the top of my head because i didn't think about this ahead of time it's that i met up with one of our family friends over the weekend oh yeah and when they asked me like oh what's new with you what's going on all I could talk about was everything Serena had done because I don't have anything new with me. I was just like, oh, well, we have a podcast, but like Serena has graduated law school, passed the bar, has a job and got engaged. So <laughs> you're like, the, you're like the mom, the Indian auntie who just sits and brags about their kids and their accomplishments. Yeah. And then they were like, but what about you? And I'm like, <laughs> didn't you podcast. hear? I, I. <laughs> I was quite vital in Serena accomplishing all of these things and she's done it because of me. (laughs) That's true. That's true. (laughs) I was like, I didn't call her for a month and that's why she succeeded. (laughs) I made graphics for her PowerPoints. That's why she succeeded. (laughs) I edited her headshot. That's why she has a job. (laughs) Maybe you need to edit my headshot. I could do that. Uh, I could. I even edited her hair a little. because so there's a piece that, as she said, looked like gray hair. So I just removed it. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. You know, free, free of charge. But, you know, if she refers somebody to me, probably also do it for free. So <laughs> it's, it's fine. For, it's for the experience. Ugh, if somebody ever tells me to edit something for free and they're like, but you'll get a lot of exposure. I already have exposure. I need money. <laughs> so why do you need any of that? You're living a perfectly great time at home. If you are South Asian and live at home with your parents, please DM us on how that's going for you. Cause I'm sure we have similar thoughts on it. <laughs> There's a give and take, and I feel like every South Asian person knows that. I also have another, not a struggle, but just a funny little anecdote from this morning. Um, as you know, when you call most customer service places of very large companies, the people you're talking to are probably in India. You know this, like for tech services, internet services. I know every time I call CenturyLink. They're Indian when I actually get to speak to a person. You're You're talking talking. to probably like Raj Kapoor, Naman, Jonathan. And he's actually like, hi, this is Brian. How can I help you? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean to use Brian's name, but it's the first one that popped into my head. Yeah, it's really (laughs) funny because you can tell, I can tell they're Indian because they'll be like, hi, this is Robert from so-and-so. So So I see Mridal that you're having such (laughs) a hard issue or like what's the problem riddle and I'm like that's the only way that I know that they're Indian because they can say my name properly yeah well I normally they do have a South Asian accent and I'm like your name is not Stacy like 
I know that. It's like, Barbara, I know you're going back to home. You're like, you're in Mumbai right now. Yeah, I know you're going to take a rickshaw. I know, like, hopefully not. Hopefully you're working from home because India is very not safe right now to walk outside. So um, we'll talk about that probably later. But this morning I had to call one of those companies on behalf of a director that I'm producing something for because we need to sort something out. And her name is similar to like Stacy. Her name is similar to Stacy. And I got to the customer service and she was just like, hi, this is Kelly. How can I help you? But like, I knew she was Indian. I just, <laughs> I knew it. And she's like, and what is your name? And I was just like, my name is Stacy. Because what we were dealing with, it was bought under Stacy's name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In my mind, I'm like, we're both just lying to each other about our names. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a world we live in. She sees your number pop up and it says Priya under it. She's like, hmm. This is weird. <laughs> so it's quite interesting, you know, like other Asian cultures, they have their American name or their Western name and they have their traditional name. But Indians were just like, no, we're just going to struggle. <laughs> There's actually a short film about that. It just got released in a bunch of Indian groups. Why didn't they I've, contact me? I would have, I would love to give them material. I haven't watched it yet, but it's called autocorrect, you know, because when you type your name, that's another struggle. When you type your name into any word software and then it's the like, red line comes under your name. Yeah, it's like error. Like, Cannot like, find a dictionary. <laughs> you and my parents also think I'm an error. <laughs> Checks out. <laughs> yeah, it's every, the universe is just giving you a message. It's fine. It's fine. Actually, I had an interview today and when I told mom, well, I reminded her today so that she wouldn't come into my room. She was just like, where's it at? What is it for? Do you have to leave? <laughs> I was just like, relax. I'm literally interviewing. I don't even know if I have it. And like, as my track re- record shows, I haven't gotten any of the jobs I interviewed Well, for. she wants to know <laughs> who this interview is for so she can call them up to tell them that you're not available so you can stay home and be her assistant still. Exactly. And I was like, don't worry, it's remote. <laughs> so I can stay here. She's I like, hope, okay. I hope you told them that you also have another full-time job of being an assistant. Honestly, I should really put on my resume executive assistant. I'd get so many more jobs. But then they'd ask for a recommendation. And I'd be like, <laughs> to keep me here, mom would give me the worst recommendation. She'd be like, she doesn't listen to me. I have to yell at me <laughs> when I you have to, which she has to repeat instructions. Sometimes her sandwiches she make are too spicy. She's ungrateful. <laughs> she has wild hair. She never pulls it back. She's always dressing up in a robe. Very <laughs> unprofessional. She keeps talking to the dogs. It's pretty weird. Yeah, this is my daily life, guys. I I know you're jealous. <laughs> I would you be know too. What? What else happened this week? Oh, the Oscars happened. That was oh, very yes. exciting. It a was a controversy. Yeah, with a lot of controversy, but a- felt a, just like a tad bit more diverse. Just a tad. Yeah. Well, one thing. So I watched the Oscars with our parents, but also on like 
I was in a video call with my film club and who they were streaming it. And one of the, one of my friends said, they were like, in the first five categories, they were all European. None of them were American. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, look at that. <laughs> look at that diversity they got there. They're like, we're not going to have American people, but we'll just, we'll, we'll make it more diverse. We'll have European people. Yeah. We'll that, have that, other that. white people, but we'll make them ethnic. <laughs> yeah. But it was nice to see uh, Questlove. Doing oh my gosh yeah DJing it out chilling like a villain yeah um so uh, nice to see him what i did notice is that regina king her oscars outfit reminded me of my junior year prom dress the blue with the the silver sparkles remember your friend oh I, yeah for homecoming yeah so i was like me and regina king are kind of vibing on the same type of outfit I need to look it up right now. Yeah, so look it up. She's hers is obviously a little bit more elegant. Mine once again came from a department store in a mall in Iowa. I may have gotten it for Macy's, which is a full circle moment for me because I also got my wedding dress from Macy's. That's iconic. When yeah. my friend wore your prom dress for homecoming attendant everyone loved it it was a hit and I was just like oh look at that everyone loves this prom dress that is really old (laughs) it is quite a classic prom dress let me tell you the story it is turquoise blue it had like quite a dramatic train which had silver sparkled embroidery on the back I mean at the time I thought it looked good and then I had my hair one of the nurses uh, at the hospital her daughter uh, she did hair was- for prom okay and she did my hair and I had a lot it was of like the ringlet no. no no it wasn't I literally had my hair slicked back and then she did like this poofy bun thing where I don't know what it was but my head felt like it weighed a thousand pounds because it was so high and heavy on my head and -hmm. like a helmet full of hairspray Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I didn't know any better because this is like my first time going to a dance Mm -hmm. and getting my hair done and that hair combo with my turquoise blue dress and my weird tennis tan Mm -hmm. I'll just say it was iconic And she was iconic in her dress. So I think we're the same. That dress did save the day, though. Because my friend, she was really worried. She was just like, oh, I can't get a new dress. But would anyone notice if I wore your dress that you wore for homecoming attendant the year before? And I was just like, yeah, you could totally wear it. But then I was like, actually, my sister's prom (laughs) dress that no one has seen because nobody knows she exists. Yeah, no one knows that I'm (laughs) even part of this family. Exactly. (laughs) has never been seen so do you want to try it on and see if that works I gave her the option and she was just also, like yeah that would be really cool and I was just like you can totally wear it because <laughs> no one's worn it for like 10 years <laughs> also and the only people who have photo evidence of me in the stress are the parents because I think I went with a group of people but yeah, you were just kind of <laughs> I think mom got that group of people for you yeah, mom just told me so I talked to so-and-so's mom and you're going with them to prom obviously I didn't have a date <laughs> so I was kind of like a pity and did you not have friends um it was just like in a weird time of my life <laughs> okay okay because I, I I switched schools so 
Yeah. It was yeah. it was just like Girl. in a weird time. But it's okay. I had a iconic dress. Yeah. That now Regina King has copied. Correct. So yeah. it's all worth it. All worth it. I love I know this is probably shallow, but I love looking at the Oscar dresses. It's so yeah. fun. And it's always just not that it makes me wonder what I'd wear. I already know what I'd wear to the Oscars, but <laughs> which is very similar to just my prom dress from senior year because I love that dress. Well, are you going to, um, do you want to reuse my prom dress? No, no, no. I don't think, I don't think I would. <laughs> but your senior year prom dress has also made the round. It has. Serena's worn all of my prom dresses because now and I'm I here, actually. So came with you to pick up that dress yeah I was talking about that recently actually and that other dress the other remember it was between two the blue one and the green one and And I I want the green one but the blue one also is a contender for the Oscars (laughs) um but both were nice and you both agreed both were nice it was literally just dependent on like which skirt I liked better because they both cost the same which was a lot oh my god (laughs) your prom dress like cost more than like my college tuition Okay, but keep in mind, a lot of people in my class, and I was actually talking about this over the weekend, paid over a thousand dollars for their prom dresses. And by that I mean their grandparents paid. And I'm like, what? And those prom dresses were like completely jeweled, like Ugh. fade from one color to the next, like strap. Like, when are you one ever going to be this size again <laughs> in your life when you're like comparing when you're 17 to when you're like 25? But also, like, when are you ever going to, aside from the Oscars, going to wear a bejeweled, faded, like, ombre ball gown? Um, haven't you heard of uh, Saturday Night Out? If you, got, was... if you got the vaccine and you want to, you know, commemorate your That's first true. time going out to a restaurant, why I not guess... bust out the prom dress? You spend a lot of money on it and it's a special occasion. If you are a real housewife, they wear prom dresses all the time. Yeah, Giovanni. Hashtag Giovanni. Feeling Giovanni. <laughs> Ask you Luanne. Don't know. Ask the Luanne. Countess Luanne de Lesseps. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan. And she has the best songs and you should look them up immediately. Yeah. Ask Luanne when the last time was when she wore a prom dress. It's probably last week. It was probably yesterday. She's on... <laughs> housewives all-stars right now so which is a crazy thing that it exists funny story from uh going prom just shopping with you senior year is that it was you you came to chicago apparently there's this magical store out in the outskirts of chicago by midway airport and everyone apparently bought their prom everyone who cared about prom apparently bought their prom dresses from there and like these are people who did not go to Chicago often yeah like and it's like you had to make an appointment you had to take a ticket and make an appointment to go get your prom dress from the store and you had to have chosen three prom dresses from their website to try on I had only chosen one and like saved it in my profile, I guess, because I only liked one. I thought that was going to be my progress. Um, And they were like, no, sweetie, you have to choose two more so that you have options. And I was just like, what? So it took me to a computer in the store to do that. And then you're assigned, it's like Kleinfield. If you watch Say Yes to the Dress, you're matched with a person to help you 
who like has your information from your profile. Yeah. And, I, it was- and they have like your school to make sure that nobody else from your school like has the same prom dress, which like was not as much of a concern for me because there weren't that many people who got their prom dresses up there. But like, I was just like, this is an intense process. It was very scary. Yeah, I did it. It was so weird. And I'm looking at these prices and I'm like, does Papa know that this is this much? Like he would not approve of this anyway. But this was the time, you know, I didn't have a car and it was like early in the Uber stages. So we took an Uber to this place. And I remember on the way back to go back um, to the apartment, there were like no regular like car Ubers around. Because Uber was like pretty early in the time when, you know, not being as accessible or available in that like outskirt area. Now you can get them everywhere. The store was by Midway Airport. There were a lot of like Uber black cars. I had to order an Uber black SUV to take us home from this store. I think that cost me like $130 to drive us like seven miles. That was my Oscars experience right yeah. there. <laughs> You're welcome, Priya. I don't think I've been reimbursed for that. That's probably true. Probably <laughs> true. One day when I'm going to the Oscars, I hope you remember me. I will remember you and I'll think <laughs> about that time. <laughs> I hope I will like get a mention, a shout out. Yeah, if I get interviewed on the red carpet, which is very <laughs> unlikely because I don't really interview directors. Um, if I get an interview, I'll be like, you know, when I was in high school, I also had an Oscars moment getting my prom dress. <laughs> Honestly, I'll probably still be taking Uber to the Oscars because I can't afford a limo. So yeah, and you will probably wear your prom dress. I will. No, I've already decided that like a long time ago. I'm not going to spend money on a new dress. Well, you know, sometimes I wonder about the Oscars dresses. I'm like, what are you wearing? What? Like, I'm sure I just don't understand fashion. Like, haute couture fashion but you don't because you can't even touch it you're like not even remotely close to it that's so true (laughs) well one of my costume designer friends does sell masks for like two hundred dollars and people buy them so yeah well (laughs) your closest thing to like high fashion or haute couture is zara so true (laughs) this is a zara shirt right now (laughs) my only dress shirt that i wear to every interview now because i don't know what happened to my dress clothes but yeah, so I really enjoyed Regina King's dress because it just reminded me of my prom dress. It was a nice like Cinderella dress. Yeah, it was a, it was a Cinderella moment. Moving on from the dress, what she said was also very important where she acknowledged like the trial and everything. Very interesting moment because sometimes Hollywood strays away from political conversations. Or um, they talked a lot about it. And yeah, it, sometimes you think that they're just... Like, how could they relate to the common man because they are living in these, like, extraneous circumstances, but... But, like, cool that they brought it up for people who align with what they were saying, which you should, but you don't even include that. Um, <laughs> I feel like if you didn't, you wouldn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, but the Oscars were different this year because yeah, it was in Union Station and not in the theater because Union Station is open air. Yeah, it, it felt very much like a theater show, like a dinner theater show. Yeah. Without which, the dinner. 
I know I always think about that too because there's always a bar I don't know if there there's one there's probably not at the Oscars but at the Golden Globes there's a bar right but no food and it starts so early in LA it starts at like four in the afternoon so no one's like eating especially if you're getting ready for hours then they're just drinking on empty stomachs I'm like can you sneak food in you know I'd have like 50 chicken sandwiches in my bag and whatever bag I'm carrying. I would bring like a duffel, you know, like, you know how they all have like their dainty little purses. Yeah, no. That matches their dresses. I would be like, I'm bringing a backpack of food. Yeah, snacks galore. Um, (laughs) Especially because, you know, once you start eating, other people are going to be hungry, especially if there's drinking involved. So like, oh, for sure. Be rude and not share. So you have to prepare for the worst. Yeah. Whenever I'm drinking, it's like the hungriest I get. Now I just want a chicken sandwich. <laughs> I'll probably go make a Boca burger because that's the closest I can get. Um, but let's talk about our South Asian icons, which means Riz Ahmed, because I think he was the only South Asian person. Yeah, he was looking nominated. Real, real sharp. Real snazzy with his black on black. Mom made me take a picture of the TV to show Papa. <laughs> did, she post, <laughs> did she post it on Facebook? No, but if she had taken it on her phone, she probably would have. Why was we she watching? Why was she sharing it with Papa so he could, you know, have that same look? Inspiration, you know. Oh, okay, yeah. Because Papa and Riz Ahmed look exactly alike. <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> Yeah, no, he looked great. His wife looked phenomenal and She's so beautiful. If you haven't seen it already, Riz Ahmed is the sweetest husband in Hollywood because he stopped the photo shoot to fix his wife's hair. Oh, so nice. And that's pretty iconic. So I the bar only, has been raised. I friends. can only wish for the same for myself. Well, Brian really, he's like, there's a lot to fix though. We don't have time. <laughs> The Oscars are going to start. That's accurate. He's like, we may need to leave you here. <laughs> You're on- Where do we begin? The hair? Yeah. The face? The outfit? Where do we begin? He's like, maybe you should just go back. I don't think you're ready. Yeah. But yeah, I think she's a poet. She is. Yes, she is. Which is pretty cool. Oh. You would just think that Riz Ahmed would get married to a poet. I feel like that's just aligns with his like, his personality so and himself cool. and he like secretly got married because one day it like blew up and everyone who was south asian was just like mad that he was married <laughs> it's like no he was not looking for you <laughs> yeah i was like and what world was riz ahmed gonna come to like middle america and find you <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's really funny is that i um i think he was like on one of those late night talk shows and he was talking about how he met his now wife and I think they met at a coffee shop and he asked to use her charger. Oh like gosh, he just yeah. happened to be sitting next to her and his phone or laptop was running out of battery. And he asked to use her charger, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's something I haven't looked into it, but it's been on like my open tabs. But it, this article was just like Riz Ahmed and his wife have the best rom-com beginning of their relationship ever. Yeah. I was like, I always envisioned that's how I would meet my future partner, but that's not how it happened. Well, that's what happens in rom-coms and Bollywood movies. I know, it's the meet-cutes. Yeah, and you know, some people are lucky enough and beautiful (laughs) enough for it to happen to. We're not lucky or as beautiful as either of them, which is fine. It's fine. Can't have it all. It's okay. You know, apparently Riz Ahmed and his wife can. Yeah. (laughs) 
God picks and choose which people and it's them. And he's like, those people have to stay together. They can't, one person can't be with the nobody. They need yeah. to be together. Um, other Asian icons, Stephen Yuen. Looking Isaac also Chung. very sharp. Yeah. Did he win for something? I don't think he did. I think he was just nominated. Oh, I think he presented like Riz Ahmed did. He was yeah. a presenter. Um, you know the little the little boy from Minari? Oh my gosh, so cute. But what's really funny is that when the camera was like panning around the room, I don't know if it was him, but it looked like him. He was like on a Nintendo DS or on a phone playing a game. Aww, what a cutie. I was like, he's iconic. He has his priorities right. I bet they brought food for him. Oh yeah. I bet he had snacks. Dude had a backpack of chicken nuggets. Wow. Icon. Um, loved when the grandma from Minari won. Oh, so her cute. fangirling over Brad Pitt. I would do the same. Well, Brad Pitt is an executive producer <laughs> on Minari. So that's why she asked him at the beginning of her speech. Where were you when we were shooting, Brad Pitt? Yeah. <laughs> why weren't you there? You're a producer. And I was just like, she's asking the right questions. Yeah. Why weren't you there? Yeah. In Arkansas. If Brad Pitt was <laughs> producing a film that I was on, I would be writing to him every day, be like, hey, just wanted to, you know, follow up to see if you're stopping by today. <laughs> like, hey, I uh, just wanted to know if you wanted to check in on your film. Can you imagine Brad Pitt in Arkansas, though? My goodness, I can't fathom it. I feel like Brad Pitt doesn't go to middle America. He is from middle America. He's from Missouri. Yeah, but would he go back? I don't know. That's the question. <laughs> I know a lot of people from the Midwest who went to film school and now will never come back to the Midwest. Ah, uh, they're missing out. Yeah, obviously they're doing it wrong. Look where I'm at. <laughs> I mean, we got good corn. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Corn season's coming up. I'm so excited. Me too. We just got a new barbecue grill and I'm ready to have some grilled corn. Same with watermelon. Watermelon season's coming up. I'm pretty excited for that too. Um, who else? Lee Isaac Chung. I think he should have won for best script, but it's fine. Oh, it's Chloe fine. Zhao. Oh yeah. Chloe Zhao made history being the second woman to win a best directing award and the first Asian woman. And person of color. She's not the first person of color to win Best Director. Uh, a woman person of color. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, for the past 10 years, it has been uh, people who come from Latin roots. <laughs> but, yeah, woman of, woman of color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First woman of color. I was surprised I that Nomadland won so many awards. No, I wasn't. I predicted that. I'm surprised Judas and the Black Messiah didn't win more awards. Mm -hmm. Daniel Kaluuya, though. I loved his speech. I love. Oh my gosh. It was so funny. Please go look it up on YouTube right now. Um, He's so iconic. And if you haven't seen Judas and the Black Messiah, probably because it costs $20, definitely worth the $20. But it's such a good film. And Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith did both an amazing job at their characters. Playing real people is always difficult, especially when one of you is British and you need to act like you're from Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) So that was, well, that's why he won the Oscar. Yeah. Same with Riz Ahmed. He fully learned American Sign Language for his role, which checks out. Normally I'd be like, if you're going to have a deaf character, cast a deaf actor. However, because this 
character loses his hearing. So comes from this, the perspective of coming from the hearing world and learning how to cope with that. That's why this is okay to me. Obviously everyone has their own opinions, but um, there is more diversity. There can always be more. Yeah, I'm hopefully, you know, this is just the starting point of it. Hopefully being more diverse. People were still up in arms that, Chadwick Boseman didn't win Best Actor, yeah. and but that was also just really Viola awkward. Davis and um, <laughs> and Andre Day didn't win for Best Actress. Yeah, it was really weird. So at almost every awards thing that has happened in the past couple months, Chadwick Boseman has without a doubt won Best Actor because he gave an incredible performance in Ma Rainey's, and he also passed away. So just to like pay tribute to him. One can only assume the producers of the Oscars assumed that that's who the Academy would have voted for. And it was really awkward when Anthony Hopkins won because he didn't even attend the Oscars because he didn't want to. And he also put on his Instagram and his Twitter ahead of time, like, I'm not attending the Oscars. Because I think he said he was sleeping. (laughs) He's the oldest person, I think, to win a Best Actor Oscar, I read. But... We only assumed that they switched the order so that the Oscars would end on this beautiful tribute to Chadwick Boseman. His family would accept the award. They invited his family to the Oscars, etc. And then it was just like a picture of Andy Hopkins and it just ended because there's no post to wrap things up. And it's just like, oh, why'd you switch that? Because if Best Picture had won last, then like it would have been all the producers and Chloe Zhao and Francis McDormand like celebrating and that would have been like fine. Um... It was just weird, (laughs) but it goes to show that the producers of the Oscars truly don't know who's going to win, because I feel like if they knew, they wouldn't have switched the order, so that's something, that's a, that's an upside, um, so that nobody knows who wins the Oscars, except for, like, the two people backstage. Yeah, I think it's managed by EY, they do all of the... Yeah, I do remember, I read a lot about uh, the Oscars and how it works, after the whole La La Land Moonlight debacle. And I do know that those people who were in charge that year got fired like immediately. Oh, no. Yeah, which is like kind of sucks I think, for them. Weren't they like higher up execs? They were, they, yeah, you have to be a higher up exec to be one of the two people who knows who's going to win the Oscars. But also, they had been doing it for so long. According to articles, the one who was backstage was distracted and on his phone taking pictures and (laughs) not paying attention and handed the wrong ballot because there's always two two identical sets of envelopes in the back so one person can check while the other person's reading it out, while the Mm -hmm. celebrity's reading it out. And he handed the wrong ballot to the actor of that year. Um, It's very interesting reading about it if you care most people don't because they don't care about the oscars but i do and we love to see more south asian representation asian representation people of color representation yeah i was kind of sad that tiger king didn't really didn't win anything tiger king would have one at the Emmy. Not, I mean, sorry, not Tiger. King. I was, White. <laughs> I was, I was really confused because I'm like, then, you think Joe Exotic <laughs> should win something? Joe, that's Tiger King. Carol Baskin, like, sure. <laughs> yeah, Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, White Tiger. 
Yeah, it was really cool that they were nominated because it's an Indian film, but it was produced by an American company, which is why they were able to be nominated for an Oscar. Because India, like, for some reason, can never get into the international section, which is baffling because we've had some great films in some years that like, should have been, but it hasn't. It hasn't gone, gotten into international film. Yeah, I don't actually know how getting nominated works. I'm not part of the Academy. In my friend group, we actually joke about who's going to be part of the Academy first, if any of us. Um, and it's weird to think about how, like, five years from now, some of my classmates will either be nominated for an Oscar or be just at the Oscars for yeah. whatever reason. Um, I'm banking on a lot of my drama friends because <laughs> they're all very talented. Well, um, you just gotta make that film. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. That was the Oscars. It was very interesting. Still super long. Yeah. And I think we like constructed a bookshelf in the time that the Oscars were happening. Ugh. I could not concentrate on anything so I was watching the Oscars talking to Papa but then also had like my film club in my ears like in one ear they were like two minutes behind me so I could (laughs) never react to anything there was just a lot going on during the Oscars I literally couldn't do anything I think Papa's gonna say hello when I'm talking to Sebastian his favorite child say hello we're recording say hello to our podcast fans what's up (laughs) what the then she go and say poof to the podcast. She's but- already made her presence known. Okay, Papa, I have to say goodbye to the fans, so you need to take the dogs and go. Oh, okay. Thank you. But yeah, that was the Oscars. That was our weekend. Those were our sh- daily struggles, which are purely just supposed to be fun. Um, Mine's slightly depressing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... I'm excited for this warm weather. I'm excited for people being vaccinated and hopefully. Hey, Sky. And also our thoughts and hearts go out to all the people in India who are being affected by the pandemic right now. It's pretty bad. And if you have any family members or loved ones in India who are being affected, we're thinking about you and sending you all of our positive thoughts. I know that's not much. Um, There are a lot of places that you can donate. We'll probably put it in our story if you want to help people in India because the U.S. is providing aid for them, Um, but it's getting pretty bad. So yeah, definitely all our thoughts and hearts to go out to them because it's a tough time right now for everyone there and hopefully it gets better. Yeah. But we hope you enjoyed this episode and follow us on Instagram at PC and find us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and-, and tell your friends what you do, what you listen to, which means this podcast. Tell your friends about <laughs> us. We'd love to be known. Yeah, and hopefully have 75 people follow us in the future. Yeah. Cool. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.